This is VOA News. I'm Richard Green. The U.S. Supreme Court says it will decide if former President Donald Trump can be prosecuted in his election interference case. AP correspondent Sargar Magani reports. Lower courts have rejected Trump's novel claims that former presidents have absolute immunity for actions falling within their official job duties. An appeals panel here in Washington had ruled a federal judge was right to say that the case against Trump can proceed and he can be prosecuted for actions while in the White House and leading up to the Capitol riot. The high court justices are moving fast, saying they will hear arguments in late April and may a decision no later than the end of June. Sagar Magani, Washington. Wednesday's ruling makes it unclear whether a trial can be scheduled and concluded prior to the November election Biden's likely Republican challenger. In another court decision involving President Trump, former President Trump, a judge in the Midwestern state of Illinois ruled the state board of elections must remove Trump's name off its March 19th primary ballot. The judge says Trump is ineligible to hold office following the storming of the U.S. Capitol by his supporters on January 6, 2021. But the judge placed her order on hold until Friday to allow an appeal. The U.S. Supreme Court earlier this month signaled it is likely to reject this strategy when it heard an appeal of a Colorado ruling removing Trump from its ballot. Like the Illinois decision, that Colorado ruling is on hold until the appeal is finished. U.S. President Joe Biden and former President Trump are each making visits Thursday to the U.S.-Mexico border. Biden is going to Brownsville, Texas, while Trump, who sought to build an extensive wall along the U.S.-Mexico border during his presidency, is visiting the town of Eagle Pass. This is VOA News. U.S. congressional leaders on Wednesday have announced a tentative agreement to prevent a partial shutdown of the federal government. AP correspondent Ben Thomas explains. In a joint statement announcing a deal, the House Speaker, the Senate Majority and Minority Leaders, and the House Democratic Leaders say, we are in agreement that Congress must work in a bipartisan manner to fund our government. That funding is temporary, one set of federal agencies through March 8th, another through March 22nd, and it will need the full House and Senate to vote to approve before Friday's deadline, when some federal monies run out passage of the deal would allow time for Congress to try to pass legislation to fund the government for the remainder of the budget year. Notably missing from this deal, a $95 billion emergency aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and Indo-Pacific allies. It remains stalled. Ben Thomas, Washington. Striking junior doctors in South Korea have just hours left before a Thursday deadline to end their walkout or face legal consequences. Thousands of medical interns and residents have been on strike for about 10 days to protest the government's push to boost medical school enrollments. The government says new doctors are needed to adequately provide health care to South Korea's rapidly aging population. But doctors groups say medical schools cannot handle the proposed increase and add that doctors need better pay and working conditions. The government has threatened to suspend the doctors' medical licenses and prosecute them if the strike continues. South Korea's fertility rate, already the world's lowest, dropped by a record low in 2023, despite the billions of dollars spent by the country to try to reverse the trend. Reuters correspondent Rachel Graham has more. The birth rate is far below the rate of 2.1 per woman needed for a steady population, and well behind the rate of 1.24 in 2015. Experts say women concerned about their career advancement and the financial cost of raising children 
have decided to delay childbirth or to not have babies. Being married is seen as a prerequisite to having children in South Korea, but marriages are also declining. The figures come despite the more than $270 billion spent by the country on areas like childcare subsidies since 2006 to try to reverse the trend that led the population to decline for a fourth straight year in 2023. South Korea's demographic crisis has become the top risk to economic growth and the social welfare system, with the country's population of 51 million on track to halve by the end of this century. That was Reuters correspondent Rachel Graham. Issues in the News is VOA's premier news discussion program. We take on the biggest stories of the week and discuss them in detail with those who have unparalleled expertise. I'm Richard Green for VOA News.